Did you just say fantastic? Fanta- <laughs> oh, that's Fabio. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be a slow burn for the beginning of this one. <laughs> it's always a slow just burn. Just like Annihilation. Oh. <laughs> a long time feathers doing jazz hands on the podcast oh especially now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's starting out good already all right this is dr tar (laughs) this is maroni the mystic this is traffic cop bob Doctor Head. Oh. oh! And you are Dr. listening Head. to. Dr. Head. What are you listening to? Radio. All right, we're back for another scintillating episode. <laughs> this music makes me want to talk like this. I know. <laughs> the wrong part of the Asian continent. Holy cow! <laughs> Oh. Uh, what right. episode is this? This is episode. Uh, yes, we don't do numbers on. The, uh, we don't record numbers because we get fucked up when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck numbers, man. Fire T one. That is pretty farty. He's pretty farty. My dog's been pretty farty. Hey, Mark. Uh, yeah. How's things been going? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Not. Oh, the gall of that question. <laughs> oh, it's been a rough month. Let me sit down I and tell you, tell you how rough it's been. Oh, yeah. Just uh, lovely rounds of pain and nausea with the gallbladder and kidney stones. And, uh, you know, my doctor said I could be passing you know gravel from my kidney for years to come, and I think that's what it was because they passed pretty quickly. But then my gallbladder, just uh, a month of just uh, GI issues and all kinds of fun. You know, not being able to eat anything. You know, uh, it's been a lot of fun. But hey, you know, tomorrow I get to see uh, whether they cut this sucker out, and uh, I'll try and take video. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, well, welcome back to the podcast. Well, we're here. To, we're we here are, to we're yes. here to numb you with our palaver. That's <laughs> right. Uh, people have missed you because you know I walk down the street and somebody looks at me and they yell, "Mark Justice." <laughs> What's well, good to be remembered? Yeah. You know, it's good. Hey, but man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I missed uh, missed you guys. You know, and uh, glad to be back and uh, ready to uh, talk about these really wonderfully awful movies. Yeah, so this episode we're going to talk about uh, two movies. We're gonna we're gonna just delve right in, and uh, with some very uh, very good insightful. You missed the fist visual. Yes, the <laughs> <laughs> I I went from jazz hands to uh, black black power fist. To fisting. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't right? That's right. right. Yes. But the first movie we're going to talk about is called Annihilation. Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? (laughs) Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Husband's here. Let me see him. He's 
extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? We have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. Destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. Annihilation. <laughs> yep, annihilation. This movie was made in 2018. Fairly recent. 2018, yes. Fairly recent. It stars uh, Humphrey Bogart. Warren Bacall. Warren Bacall and... Uh, Claude Rains. Claude Rains. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think I watched the wrong movie. I would have much rather watched that movie. Oh, it would have been a So, somebody, somebody lead off on this baby, because I'm not gonna. All right, so uh, Annihilation uh, was uh, is basically a science fiction movie that uh, takes place, uh, I guess, in modern times. Um, and it starts off kind of strange where you've got this bio, uh, biologist who is just, you know, comes across as kind of sad. Um, and you find out that her husband has died um, or is missing. She's been missing for a year. And then all of a sudden she's painting uh, her bedroom and he shows up, right, just out of nowhere. Um, and it just kind of goes through this whole series of events that leads her to question what the hell happened to him. And, you know, there's a lot of flashbacks, a lot of story that's being told. You know, in pieces as they're they're going back and revealing things. Well, um, you so, forgot at the beginning of that whatever falls out of the sky. Well, that's what I'm saying is that that she then finds out. You know, when when he comes back, he starts getting sick after drinking some water. Doesn't remember anything, or you know, so it's very mysterious. He gets sick. They call an ambulance, and then all of a sudden, the government come in and quarantine everything. They don't even get to the hospital. Um, and she comes to this place, and they start describing this. Uh, what is it? It's called the shimmer. The there's, shimmer. Yeah, there's been this this part of the of the earth that has just been cordoned off by this, uh, this shimmer. Yeah. The shimmer. Cordoned off by the shimmer. Yeah, which, which actually ends up making sense <laughs> later when they start talking about how DNA becomes warped by, because it's being seen through a prism, uh, where all of these things are being split apart, but then put back together, um, in just weird, uh, uh, unusual ways. Um, so uh, I already, we've already had a, a pre-show, you know, chit chat, chit chat spat. Um, and uh, apparently I'm the only person who liked this movie. No, I kind of liked it, believe it or not. Well, it doesn't matter that you liked it, Tar. Wait a minute. No, I I agree no, with you. I kind of liked it. It was just, I, I know it was bizarre, but I kind of liked the the, it was the pacing to it. It wasn't fast, no. But well, it, here's it's the just deal. odd. I thought it was just an odd It, it was a weirdly paced movie. There were times where I felt like deliberately, and, and I enjoy... A, a deliberately paced movie kind of being pulled into and I enjoy the journey, you know, um, and it, 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 uh, there just was a lot of elements and plot things along the way that made it fall flat for me that didn't quite make sense. Um, but I liked it more than I didn't. Uh, I liked it better than <laughs> some of the other things we, we had to yeah. endure <laughs> for this. When I, I think that the the, uh, the weirdness of it is basically what, if you really were encountering, encountering something that really is truly alien, the ability to understand it would be, you know, it would be a chore. 
or it would be a it would be something that would be very difficult to do because it's completely out, outside of what you I was going to say and there's a is. chance you wouldn't even understand it to begin with. I mean, you know it's intelligent but that's about it. You know, truly alien. I mean, but this seems to be more than that though. I mean, if it's altering on a scale that it does. You know what I mean? But but it's you like don't know like if a it's intelligent or if it's or if right. it's some kind of a, or some a, kind like of natural phenomenon. Yeah, or something that we we just can't right. you know comprehend, but you don't know that there's an intelligence behind yes. it. Right. You know, for a great deal it, of the It seems movie. to try to mimic that whatever it is. Yeah, I think yeah. the 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 scene that really kind of got to me was the one with the bear. Right, where the bear okay. comes in and attacks the woman but then it assimilates the woman because you hear the woman screaming when it's you know they're outside the the cabin and and it's it's really a freaky scene but it also mm-hmm. then kind of uh, plays into what they're call- talking about because the one lady goes it's all about what your brain is is telling you you want to become Right, it's like your mind actually has a or the an last effect. moment. I thought yeah. it was like the last moment. Well, well it's the it's the effect that your your brain. All has that was left it. of her. Yeah, like the last remnant of her was that's what was left: pain and uh, suffering yeah. or yeah. something, pain but, and screaming. Yeah. yeah. But what makes a difference is is that the one girl, the one woman who walks off and becomes one of those trees, those shaped trees, right? Because that's what she wanted to become. She just, you know, it was like, she even said that was her. And she's the one who came up with the idea that this is all something that's coming through a prism. Yeah. Yeah. I have, yeah. I, like I said, I kind of liked it. It was, I, I thought it was a different movie. Well, it's kind of reminds me of Arrival. Do you not like kind of frame it? Because Alex Garland um, did Ex Machina, um, which I really like that movie a lot. Yes. You know, I like Ex Machina. Yeah, I thought that me was Me too. Really yeah, which great. I thought was a really good one. And I think... This is him going in a different. So instead of the mechanical and artificial intelligence, it goes More to the biological. Bio, yeah. But it's also talking just about how I think it's really kind of a play on you know what we're thinking about now with our whole environment going you know haywire. Um, but he also he also wrote Dread, which I really liked. Oh. Yeah. The Judge Dread. Dread. No Dread. Just, just Dread. Dread. The the one. With, oh. Yeah. You know the one with. Uh, it is Judge Dredd, but it's it's just called Dredd. It's the one with yeah. the, the chin acting. <laughs> Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. I yes, remember. yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Not dress. the Stallone. That was a, <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> yeah. Roy Schneider. Oh, no. Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider. <laughs> Roy, Roy Schneider. <laughs> anyway, but back to Annihilation. You all make very cogent points, I think, um, about the movie. Some Some pretty good insight there. So I think that sounds really good. You guys knew what you, you guys you guys really right on the ball. I like that. Well, what were the issues that you had with it? Um, I didn't. Well, I guess it, it's a procedural thing, um, and I can. I mean, I kind of thought about it, and I went off into a tangent for the backstory to try to justify the uh, situation. But I really. I really couldn't, uh, although, although, and I'll bring that up, no, you, 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 maybe you, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, I didn't like the fact that it was, what, five women? Absolutely no protection. They knew they were going into something. These people have been around for a year. They knew they were going into something that's very strange. They had no environmental protection. You mean they like had, suits? They, and, and it's suits, or, and... That was oh, my exact and it's first only, question. Why and are they not wearing o- hazmat suits? And it's only five people. Not a platoon. Wha- or not a, a platoon. Yes. I mean, we're talking about the government. We're talking about the American government, which is a highly fascistic, militarized machine. They don't do this. And I guess that's my. that was my biggest... At least be like a SEAL and, team. And, and then it becomes yeah. five women. Oh, we are topical. Yes. <laughs> and all of them are really just kind of they're I hate to say it I'm going to say it but they're they're essentially women um right, in, the, their in, in this situation didn't really come through they were what, all scientists yes. which I had yes. I mean that's fine well they weren't I mean, all scientists no, cuz there's a couple of marines no, par- there too paramedic well, well no, yeah, a paramedic a and, and, and there was and a physicist and Jennifer you know. Jason Lee what was she 
Oh, the psychologist? A psychologist. Yeah. That they right. sent, a psychologist, too. Let's let's make the differentiation right. between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. They right, because she was there to assess the people going in. <laughs> yes. But well, there was no reason for her to go in and, herself. And that really bothered me. That that whole premise bothered me from the very beginning. Um, I, I also thought that there, there were some really cool things. I love the bear th- part. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that all of a sudden showed. And I liked the whole concept. I really did. W- one of my best parts of the thing is when they first come off and you see these plants formed into into people um so you know my immediate thought was oh invasion of the body snatchers right um that's really what this movie is um if you think about it 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 is the invasion of the body snatchers it remade and, and modernized um I don't. I didn't like many of the actors. Um, I really liked Jennifer Jason Lee, but she had such a nominal part, and she was supposed to be the cold, analytical, analytical. Yeah. You know, um, you know, all the all of every every stereotype was in this movie. Yeah, that's another thing that bothered me. But it was all. It, but it could have just been flipped and been all guys too. And how many movies have you seen like well, they explained that? why they sent in these women. Yeah. What was the explanation? The military military had gone before. All the military that had gone before were men. And they were thinking that because of there might be some sort of gender relationship to what was going on or why they didn't come out. So they thought, well, let's just throw this in. The other reason that you don't send in an entire troop into an alien environment is because then it looks like an invasion as opposed to an exploration. But they had been exploring for a year. Right. And, and had, I think and, I think well, it was, and, they had, and they had nothing coming back. I didn't think that I, I I just didn't think that this after a year's time I didn't think that this was uh, appropriate that this little kind of expedition was well, was not I just to me it just wasn't appropriate and like I said there's a lot of good things to the movie did they did they already come to the conclusion that it was an intelligent well I don't phenomena or I, it's or never just, talked about no, nobody right. had, nobody yeah, came they out. didn't really discuss that that was the one thing I had an issue with is that maybe maybe it's because I have a, a an expectation of, of certain things when it comes to science fiction you know the difference between science fiction and like say horror is that horror appeals to the nightmare to the to the right. things that don't make sense whereas science fiction has to appeal to the rational and it was you know and and you don't really ever fully get that ex- explanation about things no, other than, I, I guess I okay, disagree but, it's that well, to a degree. factor but 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 it was like I liked what finally happened at the lighthouse when you finally see okay you see the process of the replication you see what's going on in a real sense like okay I I get this kind of weird thing and that reminded me an awful lot of the movie called Under the Skin I'm not sure if you've yes, seen that yes yeah and I liked that movie too and that didn't really have any I mean there was almost no dialogue in that movie and I I loved the the visuals and I loved the whole premise so I was okay with that. Um, it, but it just left me feeling, you know, uh, a little empty up to that point because I saw all the same things that you saw, Feather, as far as, you know, uh, the, the issues I was having with things and the characters themselves were kind of just just not quite living up to their expectations, uh, like I, in, in some regards. But but I guess maybe you don't need to have to be told. I'm not looking to be spoon fed anything, um, but. It was more of a, a cerebral kind of weird, weird cerebral kind of emptiness when it was when it was all said and done. You know, for me anyway. Which may could could be a, an actual positive testament to the to the movie because the movie did have kind of a sterility to it, even though you had yeah. the visuals and stuff. There was a, a certain sterility. It to becomes it. almost like a documentary type feel to it. When they also they also frame everything up front with uh, her study of cells, cell division, mm-hmm. and uh, the carcinogen, which well, is the that thing br- that comes in, infects everything, and, and warps it all. And well, that brings yeah, that brings the tumor, the tumors, right? Yeah. And that brings in my my theory why I kind of thought well maybe it could have gone this way is that the organism has actually already invaded and taken over some of our. Are the military, <laughs> you know, maybe the military was sent in 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 a big way, but it was absorbed, um, and it has what it has. Well, the organism, as such, has, just wrote the sequel, has assimilated them and gone out, and then, um, like a virus, Mark has then started, mm-hmm. you know, um assimilating other other people higher up and so it by the time the movie comes about um there the the organism is taught is trying to kind of figure out a way to really get everything out you know and to to be out more so they it 
picks these people, these specific people with their skill sets to come in. So when it assimilates them, it has those skill sets. Kind of and, like the, and it like can, the, and it can cleaner the only version of the who thing. Came out was Kane. I think that's what they had said. The only no. person who had ever come back was Kane. So, well, that, that, that's what they said. Happening in a different kind of. <laughs> that's way, what they said. Right. You're talking oh, about I the see, government. I see. You're looking past the subtext. Oh yes. Of, of what the literal, like what might be really going on underneath. Okay. Yes. That's that was my justification for the movie. Sure. Uh, thinking, thinking. Well, okay. Maybe you know. And that's when I kind of came around. Um, I just thought the movie would just, just and like you, Mark, and uh, there's a lot of good elements in it, and mm-hmm. you guys, you just everybody's brought them up. It just, it just overall, you just didn't like the in between stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, and overall, and overall, it just didn't seem to fit real well. Yeah. And and I knew exactly. I guess there again, you know, this isn't supposed to be like a you know a mystery, but you know, I I knew exactly what was going to happen in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to subtitle this movie into the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> You're being too anal. <laughs> uh, but that scene, that uh, scene, that I'll scene you, really. I'll give you a wink on that. That, that scene really nice. got me. <laughs> I had I had to chuckle over that. I think the psychologist would have something to say about yeah, that. That's true. <laughs> Paging Dr. Freud. Well, we have to also mention the fact that uh, the they couldn't figure out why she volunteered to go in and lead the whole thing, but you come to find out that she had cancer and that she, right. that was gonna that was what was leader. Yes. And, and yes. what happens to her when she goes into the butthole? She becomes like pure light. I mean, she yeah. like it becomes like this weird channel of things. This is one of the things I like. That that end part was really cool. The sound, the sound was awesome. Yeah. The sound in the whole movie and, was pretty. Good. Yeah, the sound was good. I, I and didn't want to bring that. Yeah, up. The cinematography. Uh, there yes. were there yes. were some really yes, you're right. Parts. It right. looked yeah. The part that, with the giant alligator. I mean, that was really cool. Yep. The um the bear. The bear was the bear. The bear, the bear was, what, was the bear is what really kind of made the bear. Yeah. I was the bear. I, I think so too. And, and but yeah, that was good. now the the one problem I did have was that that whole scene where the bear comes in seemed like a, an artificial setup. Like right. that chick freaking out and tying them all up. Like I don't know if that was the alien controlling her to do that kind of thing. It didn't seem like it. You right. Know what I mean? Or was she just having a breakdown? She was, but it was... All, found, I, I thought the, the whole thing kind of right. reacted to thought or subconscious stuff, too. Good, yeah, but that, that bear thing was really creepy. I mean, just like... And I and I even like knew that was what was going on when I heard the voice and the and then the bear attacked. I went, oh my God, that bear's going to say something. And it started making that noise. I'm like, holy hey, shit. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> Picnic basket. <laughs> But there Which you go. Turns I out mean, to be from Basket Case. So, yeah. so yeah, some pretty good, some some pretty good uh, thoughts there on that movie. It, it was um, Midnight Gavli suggested. I had not seen it, so I watched it. You know, on I think Amazon Prime. No, I, I, think. I, I so so I, I thought you know it was. I have been watching a few movies lately, and that was not the the biggest waste of my time. <laughs> I will mm-hmm. put it that way. Oh, yeah. I've had a right. couple I, other I remember ones. when the movie came out and saw the trailers, I thought, well, that looks interesting. But when I watched it, it was nothing like I what the trailers, I remember leading Oh, me the art of the from. trailer. <laughs> the, we know. can talk about that but for a whole show. This style, the way it was presented, though, does, the what was the movie, The Arrival? With oh, the, the arrival. Was one. You mentioned that before, yeah. The yeah. It does you have know, a, with the like squid. Amy Adams. A, a, yeah. Well, when, it's when, kind of in that style, and it had that. What do I want to say? That kind of slow, deliberate burn, but then they also have the the time, time shift. Uh, <laughs> you know, back and forth between you know the flashbacks and yeah, well, their kind language of all tying yeah. it together at the end. Yeah, because time is different for the people, the the, the aliens in Arrival, and they, and it had a lot to do with understanding their language. You had to understand their writing and language, which is to, what would alter time. To, right? Yeah, yeah, which was kind of a weird. Yeah, we should concept. we should do we should do Arrival because that's a that's really a good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the reasons that we have all these movies like the Annihilation and uh, you know, but I it had that same kind of flavors. I guess what I'm saying is, is we've talked about like in. 2020 we want to do more science fiction movies you know because we spent quite a bit of uh, time doing horror movies in 2019 and we're all like as much as we like horror we most of us are much much more into like Mm sci-fi kind of stuff and and, you know there's ones that cross over which i think you know will be cool too because we'll be able to talk about yeah both of those kinds of things Um, i think sci-fi has a lot more repeat watchability and enjoyability than horror for me i I think that's true yeah when it has i really don't like defining the the two genres anymore is it like because they've well and i think the discussions come that like this discussion was just a lot more robust <laughs> than you know talking about some of the the horror movies which are a little bit more primal um and a little mm-hmm. bit more simple the um 
but yeah, I think Annihilation's really good. And I, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I knew that this Garland guy had done it, and I had uh, been a fan of what he'd done before, and knew that whatever he was so, doing yeah, he was, was he, intelligent. You he, know what it, I mean? What, that's a good sure. point. You know? That's a good point. Yeah, and I, the, the I should have kind of taken. I, I should have taken that, that into it's, it's the lead in, just like Ex Machina. It's it's a slow burn that pulls you in, yes. and I kind of felt the same way here. It didn't bother me that you know, an hour into the movie that, the, you know, they're still exploring and learning things. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm with them, you know, well, and I'm, I'm enjoying the unre, un, you know, the unraveling of the story every bit as much as, as the, you know, they might be. So I, I have no problem at all with, you know, I don't need a movie to like start off with a bang and keep me excited. Like, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take the ride and enjoy the slow train. You well, know, there've been it, other yeah. movies that have that dry beginnings, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, especially when they're doing science fiction, you know, like what Andromeda Strain, how they kept it all business-like, very mm-hmm. clinical, you know. I procedural, yeah, procedural. I mean, that's what you, that's what yes. you said it was procedural. The, very. When I think the one of the interesting things is if they had these interviews with all the actors in the movie, uh, and they said, "So is it true you guys didn't know what the fuck was going on most of the time?" They said, "Yeah, Alex kept us. He was just talking trippy shit all the time, and oh, that's like cool. all over the that's place, cool. and just yeah. keeping us like." Like we didn't know what the hell we were supposed to be looking at or any reacting to or any of that kind of stuff. No, that's um, right. yeah, and they no, said he cool. was just going sideways on all kinds of stuff, you know, just, <laughs> uh, you know, just to kind of keep that atmosphere. Um, for yeah, them, which I thought was. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. I, you know, that that's that's kind of a cool thing. You know, it starred uh, Natalie Portman too. We yeah. never mentioned that. Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac's. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jennifer Jason Lee, Benedict Wong. Oh, I love Benedict Wong. Um. Sonia Mizuno, David Giassi, yeah, John Schwab, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, who's uh, you know always good. There's nothing wrong with Jennifer Jason Lee. The best part of uh, what was that western that uh, Tarantino did? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Yes, seriously, best part of that. You know, there's a lot of good. She, she was w- yeah. very good. She's she's very good actress all around. Um, I just Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yep, she's yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I, want, I want to do a whole yeah. show. On Tar Cronenberg. was suggesting a whole show. So. On Cronenberg and the body horror. Yes, and yeah. all and all that implies. And well, there you have it. I yeah. guess we can segue out of that. Out of oh, oh, annihilation. Okay. Right. okay. So let's. Uh, we're going to take a short break here, and we'll be back because we're going to talk about. Uh, Yet another scintillating science fiction. Scintillating. Scintillating. We're going to get annihilated in the meantime. (laughs) (laughs) It's about damn time. Bam! Tell us what Chud means. Caucasians have unwanted dander. <laughs> it was dandruff earlier. Okay, whatever. <laughs> that was an improv. That's for the European. That was an improv, man. Tarzan improv. Tarzan improv. Tarzan. <laughs> what Tarzan? Tarzan improv. Tarzan, right. bitch. <laughs> All right, so I, I said we should do Chud. So we're doing I'd Chud. Never seen, I'd chud. never seen Chud before. city of New York are living catacombs, an endless maze of subterranean tunnels, unfit for anything human, unauthorized for anything experimental, Hold it. Moving up ahead at the top. and unlikely to bring anyone down there. So, <laughs> they're coming up. Chud. 
child. Check your basement and your bathroom. Keep off the street and try to hide. But remember, the dark is their place. The night is their time. And tomorrow, the only things living in the city of New York will be Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. Chud. They're not staying down there anymore. And it's sequel. Just a minute here. Now, have you seen Chud before? I've never seen it before. No, have you I seen it? I saw it ages ago. Ages ago. And How about? I, and I just rewatched it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, uh, Mark? I had never seen Chud before until okay. a couple days ago. This was the first time. So for it's you. all my fault. Yeah. All right. And this all is the first time for blame. Midnight Gadfly. Yes, first time for you. How about right. you? For me? Yeah. <laughs> Fifth, sixth. Before, yeah. Probably. Oh, you probably saw it the over, same time over, I saw it. Because this is a movie that came out in 1984, right in the height of, uh, you know, VHS tape. Yep. And all the video stores. And Chud was one that you went and saw it on the shelf because I never saw it. At, oh, this has to be the cool. Theater. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Well, I never thought it was probably going to be cool, but I thought it would might be is interesting. Is that like... The incredibly strange creatures who stopped living became mixed up zombies. Nothing like it whatsoever. Oh. Hmm. But anyway, Chud. So, here's how much I like Chud and what I thought about Chud. I actually took notes on Chud, but didn't take notes <laughs> on Annihilation. So, there you go. You're you're in for it, people. You're in for it. Notes. Just so, keep on writing. This stinks. This look, stinks. Well, <laughs> I wrote that about 500 times. I need to find a new one. Then word. I went back and... and then I broke up in the and, facade. And then I thought, yeah, <laughs> I better change. So look, this movie was directed by Douglas Cheek. Cheeky. Now, Douglas Cheek was really an editor of mostly TV. Chud is the only true feature-length movie he ever directed. He directed two other pieces that were supposedly... Um, what he would they would consider professional. One was the a pilot for a show, and the other one was like a PBS thing. Uh, one of their great, you know, one of their series, the PBS series. Um, but anyway, uh, so masterpiece theater, oh, Chud Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, this so Douglas Cheek. Two things about him. He was really an editor, and he worked in TV. So Chud, which is made in 1984, looks like a TV movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. It stars but it John Hurd, like, yes. who you know Cat went people. on, yeah, went on to you know have a a, a decent career. Um, my favorite thing for John Hurd recently was Sopranos. He was yeah, in the Sopranos. Sopranos. That's yeah. exactly he what was I great. He was great. Daniel Stern, who's been around for a long time in yeah. a lot of you know really bizarre yeah. movies. Home Alone, yeah. seasonal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the um, female, nineteen eighty four. Now this is nineteen eighty four. People remember, think of what people looked like in nineteen eighty four, and she looked like almost the I- ideal image of, of yeah. an eighty nineteen eighty four woman. Yes. 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 Brutal hair. Well now. Interestingly, she was also in Brazil uh-huh. in yep. 1985, Manhunter, and one of my all-time favorite movies, Throw Mama from the Train, which came out in 1987, and then she just did a whole lot of TV. See the TV theme going on here? <laughs> but I do want to say, talking about her outfit, when she takes her shower, and she comes out of the shower, and she, she dresses... The belt that she has on is just, that's fab. Is it like, is a, the weight, one you is have, it like right? a weightlifting belt? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, and the movie. I'm like going to go squat. I will go, I will go here with everybody. I, well, I don't know what everybody else's opinion is. Um, I think this is just a, a, one of those really low-grade B movies. Low-grade low B. It was. And, and I think because mm-hmm. a lot of it had to do with its just having this television look to it it just had that it just had that look but b- besides that uh, in the but movie it, a little let's bit. tell a little well, t- uh, the movie is about these um homeless people well who are being turned into mutants and that's essentially because what the it government's is. hiding right 
illegal radioactive <laughs> underneath waste the city of underneath New York, New York <laughs> in the tunnels. Yeah, yeah. The the basic premise is just so stupid and so bad. But anyway, but it has a great name. <laughs> and yeah, and it it you know it and it plays up on that. And one of the things that I did like about it is you they they did the the standard of when you saw them in the beginning, you only saw brief glimpses of right. Very brief, you know, kept until the monsters. it was a lot, of, monsters. a lot of hand acting. A lot of hand acting. That's right. That's right. It's kind of like so. I like that. I like kind of like them where they kept the ants hidden for quite a while. That's right. But then when yeah, you it's saw them, it's like about thirty-five minutes into the movie before you really see one's face. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that is well, the hairiest ant I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that brings up the um, the makeup artist, the guy who was in charge of makeup, John Caglione Jr. Now this guy, this is why I bring this up because this guy, he's done a few. He, he's done a few things. Oh, he's absolutely done a few things. He started out in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. He was the makeup effects. He was the makeup effects assistant in that movie. Which but I then, like. Yeah. Oh no! I didn't mind think that about one. it. Yeah, yeah, you think about it. Now here, listen to this. Um, the second one that he came in was Quest for Fire. In 1981, which is a really good movie. That's a he, really good movie. Yes, that's he did. Daryl Hannah. Yes, he did special okay. effects makeup. No, 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 no. Yeah, Ray Dong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That you're. Yeah, I'm thinking Clan of the Cave Bear. You're thinking Clan. Yes, yes. No, the Quest for Fire is where. Which, if you think about it, it's kind of an interesting Quest for Fire continuation of that 1000. BC. Yeah, uh, Quest for Fire has that great, that one of the greatest Chia. scenes in movies ever, where they they are running from some predator. They are up in the tree, and they show the tree, and it's got all these leaves. And then they show the tree the next day, and there's no leaves because they they're like so hungry they eat all the leaves off the tree. That's yeah, yeah, so awesome. no, that's true. No, it's a, it's a very good movie. He did Amityville to the possession special makeups effect. This is what I'm bringing up. Now here's one that we are all familiar with. In 1982, Basket Case. Oh, special wow. makeup yeah. effects. Now think about basket case. Yes, and now think about the monsters, <laughs> the mutants in, in Chud. Oh no, know, they have very that look. similar. Yeah, he also did. He was in the makeup, um, um, special effects makeup for The Hunger. Oh yeah, which is a good movie. Zelig. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Yes, Amityville Horror, Amityville three D. Yes, yep. yes, he did all those in in eighty three. Do you remember the the poster with the the demon hand? Yes, it looks like yes. the three hand, yes. the yes. three fingered demon hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, he he came up with all that stuff. He did uh, one of my one of my favorite movies. Um, I, I was going to bring this movie up too since I saw that um, he did it. It's a bir- movie called Birdie from nineteen eighty four. Have that, you seen it? Is that with uh, yes, I Nicholas Cage? I saw it in nineteen eighty five. Oh. Eighty five, yeah. I think, is yeah, when I saw here. it. Yeah, it's I really good. Would it? Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, you haven't. You ought to it's check it out. It's who's traumatized. Yes, and, it comes back yeah. from Vietnam. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and that's he's traumatized a, I, I and, he, it and he gets obsessed with birds. This is yeah. uh, this is pre-teeth replacement uh Nicolas Cage. That's true. <laughs> okay, now here's one. Um how many of you have seen <laughs> How many of you have you have seen My Demon Lover? So we're lover? talking about Pristine Cage. Have you seen My Demon Lover? I saw it. Yes. I All have right. not. Have you? Have you? My demon lover. My demon lover. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. Um. I forget the name of the guy. He's like he was some kind of poppy guy at the time. Um. Every time he has sex, he gets aroused. He turns into a demon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's really. Hey, but anyway, it was, was biographical it, for me. Was it? Yes. A, but the the makeup in that was from from uh, a horn John demon? Caglione. Was it a horn demon? But he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He went on to do Poltergeist 3. He did Blair Witch 2, which is my favorite Blair Witch movie. That's the good Blair Witch. That's yes. the good Blair Witch movie. He was Heath Ledger's makeup artist in The Dark Knight. Huh. No. Oh, wow. oh, there you now go. Here's a, here's a, a serious here, pedigree here. Yes. Here's an interesting one. In 2011, he was the makeup department head for the movie The Smurfs. <laughs> wow. I could see where Amityville the Demon... Would segue into this. My into de- this yeah, works. because it was my it was my demon lover to blue balls. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> he was the he was the makeup department head oh, for the Smurf Amazing Spider Man Two. Which 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 one is or two? 
Amazing so, Spider-Man Two with Amazing. Uh, is that the one Doctor Octopus? Yeah, no, Tobey Maguire. No, that was just Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man had uh, who was that? In twenty from twenty fourteen. Andrew Garfield from twenty fourteen. Yeah, and right. uh, yeah, that had the Electro. Right. Yeah, you're right. Mark yeah. Justice. Yep. Mark Justice. And then here I'm now to bring to bring him full circle. He just did. Al Pacino, he was Al Pacino's makeup artist in The Irishman. Oh. I'm, I'm nodding so to still, the Midnight oh, yeah, Gadfly. Oh, yeah. So that's why he looked like a Smurf. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was really interesting, you know, that uh, just the, his progression. His longevity. John Caglione's progression. Yeah, and and he's those are some pretty cool jobs. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, the whole, yeah, the Dark Knight one. That, that's So you're like going, all right. That's what, like Mark said, pedigree. Yes, yes, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, that was the best. Well, the Joker. fact that he's still doing it now with uh, Robert you know, De Niro. Scary. Yeah. Well, you know, the only thing I was interested in in this movie, uh, Chud, was um, Sam McMurray, who plays the brother-in-law uh, in uh, another Nicolas Cage movie. Um, he's the brother-in-law on Raising Arizona, right? No, oh, that's right. Yeah. But he's my favorite part is he plays the immortal, um, who has a heart attack while having sex with uh, uh, Liberty. Uh, on the tick. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> but his name on in the movie is Officer Kresge, which sounds like Kresge. <laughs> yeah, Kresge. Officer, yeah. Officer Kresge. Well, then, and then that brings up, you know, the the what was what would now we would call cameo, but was just a a brief role for him, John Goodman in the mm-hmm. diner. And oh, yeah. what's the other oh, guy that's that, with him? I think that was like his What's the, other uh, guy's, what's the guy's name yeah, that I know, was with him? him he's yeah. a, I know. He was another actor. Are you that, very familiar? Yes. Right? God, yeah, kind of a but, comedic actor. But they're like, uh, yeah. It's like a comedy team. That's a whole comedy bit right there, you know? Well, they... they <laughs> that was Saturday Night they Live They had right a there. sense of humor about the thing. It was just... But anyway, I thought that was... films. Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas, Yeah, Jay Thomas. Yeah. But anyway, so, there, you know, I... I, that's just some observations I've had over the movies. The other thing I want to mention is the music. Um, <laughs> so bad. Yes. Oh, my it God. Is, well, it's an attempt at, they kind of blend two genres there, you know, because it's, it's got kind of that uh, electronic sound that they're, they're mm-hmm. trying to get. And some of that is good, but sometimes it just sounds it, the, there it, were part, it, too I was intrusive. Wa- now, I just watched this yesterday. There were parts... Where it should have been this awesome, scary music, and it was the most. It sounded like someone with the finger on a key, and then their other hand on the fade dial. But that's literally all it sounded like. It was so bad. No, and I'm not yeah. usually that critical about this stuff. And we got to talk about the intro. All right. So the intro is the lady that comes out into the middle of the wet street. Oh yeah. Where there's nobody around. In New York. It, in New York, and instead of walking on the sidewalk. Goes right down center the center of the street. Of the street. <laughs> yeah, and then after and there's th- not even a yellow line. No, yeah, <laughs> and then even worse is titles start to roll over a fucking street sweeper, which goes for about three minutes. <laughs> and it wasn't right? even that dirty. I'm it, sorry. It, no, there was a lot of trash, but it was all leading up so that it could sweep in that shoe that was left behind after Chud pulled that. Lady and dog. That lady and dog. Caucasians in, yeah. have <laughs> unwanted dandruff. Well, for I, you know, unwanted death. Is this that a too? Is is this a spoiler? Probably because probably a lot of people. Well, we spoil everything. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, this it, the movies are. It spoiled. becomes. I like that. It, <laughs> we are, that's we true. The spoiled. movie is the spoiler. I feel <laughs> rotten inside. <laughs> but but it all comes around. I thought that was kind of interesting because that woman becomes the uh, the the policeman's wife who goes missing. And then, oh, that's, you know, a they, well, that, they, that's a good set. Yeah, and they find her dead later on, you know. They um, find the dog, too. And the dog, too. Yeah, yeah, the woman finds the dog. dog. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, but there are a lot of faults with this movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think think a lot. But but that's interesting, you know, Tar, talking about the, the music, because I, I thought kind of the same thing. And it was like they were... This guy, the, the 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 composer, was trying something a little different. <laughs> it was, know, he was uh, trying to mix the it's two. Kind of like John Carpenter but that couldn't do it. He had 20 <laughs> minutes to make the score for the movie, so he was just throwing out all the shit he could get. You're probably you know? right. Yeah. I, you're probably. Yeah. It was like it was like the score for Dead Man. You know that uh, you, you know whatever oh, that guy. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Neil Young. 
Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. it took him 20 minutes. Come on. Yeah, a lot of it, like, you know, would, drum, at the drum most, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were like two tracks on in that that I thought were good, the Dead Man soundtrack, but the rest of it was just this droning, like, how much are you pay me? A million bucks? Here, take this. You know what, um, though, as an aside, and we probably talked about this before, but when we saw it at the theater, I really liked the soundtrack. No, I like the soundtrack. I'm just making yeah, fun of it. Well, that's all. Me too. But, yeah. well, I. Um, but Dead Man, it you're does, talking about Johnny Depp, the Johnny Depp. Yes, right, yes. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Electronica soundtrack in Chud, it's, 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 they were trying to almost at times go for that kind of a tangerine dream, you know, kind of. Go. I don't and think they're going for anything. Well, then you get the video game, bloopy bloop kind yes, of stuff. Yes, yes. So Which it was, does sound, it sounds very, I mean, it's very 80s. I mean, you could yes. not, you can't stray. Well, you know how bad far Italian zombie movies get with their soundtrack <laughs> this was far yeah. worse than that yeah but this is no greasy strangler soundtrack because <laughs> oh I, my god nothing can compare no, to that i'm telling you what and it, i like the greasy strangler yeah. uh, well and i'm telling you that soundtrack is uh, i i have all those songs sampled and i listen to them because i'm like oh, wow. I, I really do i love that weird that it's so weird you know, I don't know. it is weird hootie yeah. tootie disco cutie <laughs> that's not one of the songs come oh, on sorry but you can yeah. buy a shirt with that on though Porto. I like to put my tongue between the groove. So, Mark, what did you think of Chud? Uh, you know, I had to. I had to. Uh, and I it's sequel. Pud. Between, I haven't seen Chud too. Uh, I, I, um, I had to go back and forth between. Okay, if in 1984 I would have been 17, I probably would have. Uh, trying to go back to my earlier sensibilities you know like it i thought it was a very slow masturbating or movies sluggy kind of movie and it took a long time before you see the chud yes um a lot of inexplicable things but you know that this is the standard the standard body awareness you know but but it's 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 kind of it's kind of slow bad silly you know b-grade Kind of yeah, lower you know, B grade, lower B. Lower, I would give. I would, B minus. B minus. I would give. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, C plus is even better. I'll go with C plus. I, I, I told you about the reflective tape, right? No. Oh yeah. Uh, what about the, the reflective the, tape? The, tar? The, make, the makeup guy. Yes. Who you mentioned earlier? John Caglioni. Anywho, Junior. Spit it out! Come on, spit it out! Cheap, to be cheap, he put reflective tape on their eyes. So when the lighting, they all they had to do was light it. They didn't have to internally light it. It just oh. looked glowing. But it looked but good. Yeah, it did. That was it a good, good idea. I and I think I would like to use that effect. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I I thought was you know very interesting. I read that in, in Fangoria, by the way. You know, the Home Alone guy, I see a sequel to Home Alone because, you know, here's the guy, he's working underground, he's working with these homeless people, and the next time we see him, he's breaking into other people's homes because he's still homeless. (laughs) So Running from Chud. (laughs) Chud to Home Alone. Uh, He was chugging from Chud. But they also use that platform talking about the homelessness and and the plight of of the underground people. Um, And and, illegally, you know, that character, he he does disposal and. And you know, being the minister, I, that that surprised me, and it was I I was surprised by that as well. But um, it it wasn't as exploitative, you know, some ways as I th- thought it would be. Other than the bad government guy, you know, dropping all the and there, radioactive like, who was, stuff. Yeah, the, the to- absolute stereotype, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these we titled are, these this are movie cookie characters. But um, <laughs> I don't think I would watch Chud again. Chud. Uh, <laughs> I maybe one day I'll watch Chud too, but I have to be under some severe sedation or something for that. <laughs> Altered states of mind. Chud perhaps. too, Pud. <laughs> Chud too, Electric Boogaloo. Is that one? Is that what it was? Yeah, that's what it is. But yeah. anyway, so so there you have it. Chud. Chud. <laughs> Chud. Caucasians hate. Oh, and the oh, let me let me wrap it up on Chud. Um, just do it because, as a wrap. Because they yeah, can that, do it right now. Here. Wrap that chud. At the very end, you see John Hurd and Kim Greased kiss, and you see the and it's like a you know sexy kiss, and then he slides down oh, and is hugging her at the you know around her waist with his head like that as the camera as the as the camera pulls. I'm sorry, I'm I'm showing this as the camera pulls back. And I'm going, that, what a fucking cheesy scene that fucking is. And then all of a sudden, as it was going, I started thinking, oh, no, wait a minute. 
She had told him earlier she's pregnant. That's his slide down. His head is against his his newborn baby inside of her. Now, come on, that's kind of a cool scene. Yeah, but what was in that womb? Oh, it was Chud Three. Annihilation. <laughs> annihilation. Chud the annihilation. Chud. Chud. Womb with a view. <laughs> <laughs> No, that I might see. Oh, Uterus, there you underground, <laughs> humanoid underground dwellers. Uterine dwellers. Uter- yeah. <laughs> Cannibalistic humanoid. I can't get it dwellers. out! <laughs> All right, well, I guess... Pay the renter, get out! I guess that's where we get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Okay! This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Gadfly. And this is Mark Justice. And you're listening to... Radio. You can contact us at uh, unsaneradio at gmail.com and you can uh, see us on the interwebs at uh, unsaneradio.com and uh, you should check out tarandfeather.com T-A-R-A-N-D-F-E-T-H-E-R dot C-O-M um, We should be on Spotify, but shit, shit's bullshit uh, and uh, we're on some other things. What we would really like you to do is to go to iTunes and like us. Give us a grand five-star rating. Give us some comments because uh, our stats are looking pretty good these days. We're averaging over a thousand downloads per episode. Wow, oh, that's yeah. impressive. That is impressive, and it, uh, each month we have uh, people uh, obviously finding the back catalog, which is good. Is it bad that I downloaded five hundred times? No, the the oh no, you'll like this. The last episode you were on, yeah, had the most downloads so far. Thank you, family. Yeah, because everybody's running around yelling, More justice! It's the new catchphrase. Why would they not? Is that a dog term? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you sick fuck. <laughs>